This is the Two Girls Talking Podcast. That's not even what you're supposed to say. Oh. <laughs> <What> a- <laughs> Hi, Abigail. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Doing pretty great because one of my favorite people is here. Yes, we have a special guest host with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is it? It's Graham Walker, mm. the man himself. Hi, guys. Titan of industry. Yes. The boy in the know. Mm. The caped crusader. We call him a lot of things. None of those are the things that we call him. No, because I have no capes, though. No, all right. Graham sauce. They're out of season. Yeah, it's definitely a fall thing. It's a fall thing. I don't sell those. Anyway. Graham, uh, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Graham Walker. Um, I used to be Abigail's boss. That's how we met. Um, uh, partial truth. No, it's 100% true. By title, I was her boss. By qualifications, who's to say? Um, probably probably not, then, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> but technically, um, I was supposed to like have trained Abigail. Supposed to have. And I did. I did he train did. her. He did okay. train me. I did train her. Though, I have a, I have a feeling she was would have been a, a natural and picked it up from anybody. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's how we met. And then she introduced me to a bunch of people, and I introduced her to... Just like the one person, the Billy. Um, Billy. Yeah. But now, and now we're all here That's together. That's a worthwhile making... trade, I would say. One, yeah, one no. Billy for everyone Abigail knows. <laughs> I mean, she did introduce me to actually two roommates. Yes. Oh, wow. I That's lived right. with two of the people that she introduced me to, and she hasn't lived with Billy, so. Yeah. We don't know. I think I might holds. have come out definitely ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's mostly about my relationship with Abigail. It's not about me much. <laughs> Tell us um, about you. I do like it when people talk about me on my own podcast. We know. We know you're interested. Yeah, we get it. Um, wow. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here, Graham, to help me gang up on Abigail. So I'm, mean. I'm super glad I'm here, too, because mm-hmm. I think that sometimes some people on this podcast might run a little wild. Hey. Not, I've actually listened to every single now episode I'm of the podcast. Up. Oh, wait. You're saying nice things. I listen yeah. to ev- I've listened to every single episode of the podcast. I was a super early adopter, and I have been really excited, and I actually made a really big stink the last time me and Abigail hung out about how I had never been asked to be a co-host, and so I thought I would get like a small segment, and instead, I get to be on the whole thing, so I'm really excited. <gasps> Aren't you lucky? Yes. Now, tell me, what did you know about podcasts before Amanda and I had a podcast? Um, so, <laughs> okay, so it's kind of a little bit embarrassing. I really thought that they had been invented by, like, the iPod system. Um, that may or may not be true. I still have no idea. Um, what I did just, you think they were? I knew that they were, like, like talk radio shows. Okay. His eyes, listeners, his eyes are darting about as if searching for the right information. <laughs> And he will find find no respite here. He will find no answers in our faces. Just dead eyes. Dead eyes. I'm I'm, I'm darting back and forth between them looking like, yeah, no, keep going. You're heading in the right direction. And it is is an island. It is an island. Um, So I assumed that they were like talk radio shows, but I also assumed that they were um, not going to be interesting to me. That they would be like boring and like maybe like pushing some sort of like uninteresting political agenda or something just eh. um i didn't think that they would be for me but i started to listen because because i like to talk to these people and as like three minutes in i was like oh this is just them talking hence the the name of the (laughs) podcast and what is the name of the podcast the name of the podcast you're listening to is two girls talking um 
and and well and Graham, so three girls talking. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yes. <laughs> Muscle made us. I'm amazed at how many people we've brought into the world of podcasts. Yeah. There's so many wonderful podcasts out there, and it's really great to, you know, expand your horizons. Yes. And you've listened, like, you you said you've listened to every episode of our podcast, but you've actually started listening to other podcasts. Is that correct? I I have, in fact, branched out. I now listen to three podcasts. Um, Most recently, I got super addicted to Serial. Um, And by super addicted, I meant I listened to, like, five hours in one day. Which is a season a one, yeah, yeah. Season one, I did like a lot of it, um, and then I've also been listening to stuff you missed in history class. Oh, um, because we should listen to that one, Abigail, since that's our life. <laughs> well, it reminds me of very history or mystery. I listened to something similar. I think I listen to stuff you should know. Okay. Oh, it, yeah. It, it's with two guys. They're like dads. Mm-hmm. Stuff you should know and stuff you missed in history class are all from the same website, which is, oh, and now it's blanking on me. And they promote it like hardcore every episode. <laughs> and now I feel like. I'm, that is the problem with yeah. podcast. But it's like real is TV. Squarespace? <laughs> There's nothing worse than going to the post office. I hear. I think about you all the time when that comes on because I think about your Etsy system and like I wonder if Amanda goes to the post office because I heard that you had to go to the post office one time in one of your joke life moments that you had like sent like a half item or mm-hmm. something crazy. No, Abigail. And I was goes, like, she should I go to the post office. Abigail in charge of post office now. Wait, I, can I make a comment? This yeah. was on my. This was on my um, bullet points. I just okay. wanted to talk about this app I have for going to the post office. Tell us about it. It's it's so... Take us there. Like everything I share, it's super dorky. Uh-huh. Um, it's called Everlance. I think it might be uh-huh. new. It automatically tracks my mileage so that I can do tax deductible mileage claims that's when I awesome. file my taxes. What a fun, oh, sexy time awesome. for you. Yes. Um, because if you go to a regular job, you don't get reimbursed for commuting. Sadly, but any other type of commuting, so like meeting someone or like picking something up or going to the post office, all counts. Um, and this app lets me categorize it. It also lets me categorize health-related driving. Oh. So all that therapy I go to, mm-hmm. bam, bam, bam. Turns out all the driving I've done this week, I've done like 60 miles. Business and therapy. Only three of them were categorized as personal. Wow. Everything else is business or health. That's insane. That is. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm, I'm hoping to somehow, like, have to pay such little taxes that the government just pays me for being such an asset to society. To the U.S. economy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's general. the dream. We'll see how it pans out. <laughs> not not uh, looking great. I'm just we'll trying see. to keep on theme where we like to talk about taxes on oh, this podcast. Oh, we love taxes. And it reminds me I need to call the IRS about paying mine. I'll uh, make a note for two years ago. Okay, so, all right, take us to the bullet point system. I'm very wait, interested. Wait, 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 did oh. you finish telling us all the podcasts you listen to? Serial, Stuff You Missed in History Class, and Two Girls Talking. <gasps> Which some list. girls say should be called Two Girls Yelling. I don't know how I feel about that. Who said that? My sister, one time. Anyway, not enough people. Well, I don't know. It gets a little ranty, but I <gasps> like it. Save it for the iTunes reviews. Oh. One time Speaking when we, of. One time, <laughs> one time when we talked about Princess Kate, we got so excited that it was really hard to edit because we kept talking over each other because we were just so excited. And I was like, man, we really do need to get two microphones so I can mute one of us when this happens. Also, this week That's I found out. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's all sorts of tricks. This week I found out what kind of veil Princess Kate wore at her wedding because we've been researching veils a lot. And That's one of my bullet points. Oh, no. No, it's fine. Oh, okay. 
Do we have two minutes to talk about that? Yeah, do okay. it. So, Princess, there's this week. I mean, please don't spend two minutes on bales. But right. This week we learned that there's three types of tool. I didn't know that. Mm, there's more than three types, but for simplicity's sake. Okay, for simplicity's sake, there's three types of tool. There's bridal illusion, which is the, t- the you know, tackier type stuff that you're thinking of. The more fluffy tool. The name of the fabric is Bridal, Bridal Illusions. Yeah, no, this is great. Um, this is good I'm content. Calm down. And no, for real though, I, I love know. learning about anything okay. that has to do with garments. So then, or... the softer kind, like the medium weight, is called English tool, and it has like a different warp and weft. And then the very soft, like flowier tool that's very soft to the touch is called silk tool. So that's, and it's stretchy, and it's a little bit stretchy. So that's the kind that Kate wore in her beautiful long cathedral length. I also learned about the different lengths, which is like ten different lengths of, of where nails. it was like a mosquito net covering her whole body, head yes. to toe. It was yes. crazy. It was beautiful. It was so long, and that was um, and she looks perfect as she always does every day of the year. Yeah, for real though, it's unbelievable. We have to make a veil, is what's happening. Ah. <laughs> so we've been researching a lot about. Here we are. It. Yeah. Um, and I was actually thinking, I was, so we had a listener ask us to talk, to do more stuff that helps introduce who we are for people who don't, um, know us as well. We're obsessive researchers. <laughs> we love Princess Kate. I don't think there's anything else to know about us. Actually, that is sums We're it up. We're huge dorks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Before and now. Yes. I feel uh, like it's not just Princess Kate, though. You guys are obsessed with any royal family member, like, Bar none. Like, but, it could be, like, an Apache Prince, chief, and you guys would be all about it. Obviously. It is true, but Princess Kate, it's like, you could be the sort of person that just likes any royal family member. You're just born that way. That's how you grew up, having that sort of obsession. And then Princess Kate validates every feeling you've ever had. She was a commoner who became a princess. Graham. She just went to university. She went to uni. After a gap year, I'm sure. And then she met a prince and fell in love. She fell in love with an heir. And then she became a mother to the next king of England. I'm so jealous. She is me. Well. She's you. We all could I'm going to be here after her. I Any of us could have been here. Wait, I'm interested because you knew the insider knowledge that we are obsessed with royals. What else would you say we are, what, like, what's about us? What, what else would you say we are obsessed with? Um, for, for our listeners, yes. Um, let's see. I know that Abigail is obsessed with national park system. Ah, um, and in fact, one. there was a there was a good documentary system on the national park system that aired on PBS. Recently. You watch so many documentaries. You're like John Horlick. Documentaries are like your like my podcasts are your documentaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So parks, national parks, national parks out. for for Shilbo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, let's see, I probably know more in-depth things about Abigail than I right. do about Amanda, but I do know that Amanda writes screenplays, and that Amanda's passion is kind of to be, like, ever, like, indulgent in a bunch of different work projects. Yep. I thought you were um, going to say ice cream, and I was about to be so wholeheartedly agreeing with you. Oh, yes. but also indulgent that. ice cream. Me and Abigail were shopping one time, and we were in the middle of, like, we were nowhere special and doing nothing special and not thinking about you at all. And then all of a sudden, there was an ice cream cone, like an ice cream cone sized ice cream maker. And I think we bought it for you for your birthday. And it was like months out. Like Mm -hmm. nobody had even talked about like what we're in. It was like, oh, but we should get that for Amanda. And then I think we did. And I think it was like, I don't want to give away the value of your birthday present, but by looking at the product, you would guess it's not much more than six or seven dollars. No, this really happened. And you really gave it to her and I I remember it. And it's like, it's like a little ice cream shape. 
it makes oh ice yeah cream. it was like ten dollars yeah. yeah no and i was, was like, like i was like would i really do that she doesn't need another ice cream maker yes if it was like ten dollars and it was adorable it was like an ice cream cone shaped ice cream maker i'm gonna get something a, about a graham one. is he enables everyone to buy things oh, all the time he's so oh, good at that that's my job graham will talk you well he's an expert salesman a consummate salesman i plan to take him with me if i ever buy anything that i really don't need because he will talk me into it yes fantastic yeah. What's next on our list? Um, oh, I wanted to say one more thing about veils. Okay, please do. So, so, so one of our one of our listeners wanted to know more about us, and earlier today we were fighting about the veil, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is a fun thing about us. What's the last thing we thought about?" And it was how much we would spend on veil fabric. Yes. Um, Although I think in the end we actually were in agreement. Yes. We were misunderstanding one yes. another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a real fight. But it was a it was a disagreement, and we were like doing it over text, which is like, and we I was driving, you were at work, like mm-hmm. there was like we weren't trying, so of course we were no. not seeing eye to eye. But I was like, yeah, because Amanda was like, let's make. I understood her to be like, let's get the fanciest thing, and and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. I want this veil to be perfect. Um, and I was like, no, I mean, I want to be Princess Kate too, but you know, we're not rich. We have right. to, we're making this veil to sell, by the way. I don't know. It's for our business. <laughs> Which will be super fancy and upscale, I'm sure. Cause your business is like that. Well, someone wrote us out of the blue and said she liked our designs and wanted us to make a custom piece for her. And so of course we said yes. I don't know. Naturally, yeah, yes. And course. now we're and now, now we're, we're stuck in veil hell. But <laughs> now yeah. you're in the trenches. Now we're now we know more about how to make veils than anybody should. And you know, I went to coffee the other day. Oh, is this what we're moving on to? Uh huh. It's really short. Okay. They had this nitro coffee. Oh, what nitro that? Is, cold brew? Is that like bulletproof? No, it's like no, that's Kevlar. No, it has to do with how they make the cold brew in a. You know, oh, it's like extra, something. extra. I probably should have. I probably should have looked it up before I. Hey, man, you know, brought it onto our podcast for the simplest question about it. Yeah, <laughs> what, what is that? that? I have no idea. So indignant. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I'm not indignant. Not the I'm, high point. I'm embarrassed. Oh. It was like beer. That's like my memoir. I'm not indignant. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> it was like beer. Oh, okay. But so it was like, was it like? It was, it, the texture was beer-like. It had the, it had a head on top like beer. It went down like beer, but it didn't give you a buzz, but it was coffee, so it kind of gave you a kick, and it was pleasurable to drink, and it oh. was two days ago, and I keep, and thank God it's like 30 minutes away from my house, because otherwise I'd be there every day. There's a place, Alfred Coffee, really close that makes it nitro. A nitro so, cold brew? Yeah, so. I should see how it compares. We should get it, yeah. It's right by Pop Physique, so you can go exercise with me. Our friend Christy sent us a list of problems she needs solved. Maybe we pick one. Um, no, I think all of them okay. would be great content. All of them would warrant. Yeah, solving. especially with this team. I yeah. just feel like this the, brain trust. Yeah, I, I think we exactly. I just feel like we all are very good at solving problems. Sure. Um, creating and then solving. Yes. Let's okay. Let's do Christy's problems. Okay. Uh, and then we'll come back to. Um, Got it. The let's quick, do it. The quick takes. All right. Christy has trouble flipping omelets. Graham? Oh yeah. Um, Tips? <clears throat> you're the you're the chef amongst us. I, I am. And I and um, practice, practice, practice. Um, make sure that you're using if you're using like whatever you're using to grease your pan, like I don't like to use pan because I don't feel like it coats enough. Because when you're flipping it, you want there to be like a little extra liquid in the pan so that it can uh, cause I do it by like the fancy like the shake it 
where you, and, and now I'm doing hand gestures. You guys can't see them, so sorry. But you'll want to like kind of jolt it forward and then pull the pan back the a pan. little bit. Jolt yeah, the pan you'll jolt forward. the pan forward and then kind of pull it back a little bit at this like in a jerky motion. And in that motion, the omelet will flip. Um, yeah, but I just say use a little bit more um, use a little bit more like butter rather than pan in the pan, and it's gonna move around a little bit easier, and it'll be easier to. Um, to like make sure that the sides of the pan are as slippery as you need them to be to deal with your omelet. Nice. Uh, my advice is to look it up on YouTube. That is how I learned to pretty much make anything in the kitchen. Also great choice. Also a great choice. And sometimes there's like funky tips where you don't actually have to practice. It's like, here's the trick. Yeah. I'm Use sure, a spoon or whatever. I'm sure Quiznart makes an appliance for this as well. Well, so, yeah. Just no, plug. Pampered Chef. They're, oh. the, they're the ones that make the funky appliances. I saw a pretty great Wolfgang Puck, I think, uh, video where he sort of makes a really messy one. So look that so up. Don't, yeah. don't awesome. use his technique, though. No. All right, we've got another problem from Christy. Okay. How to make people RSVP. Oh. I think include a free link to an ebook when they do it. Probably <laughs> would incentivize them to fill out that form and then submit. So, yeah. So what I usually do is because I have to I we I work um I work on Rodeo Drive at the Bally store um and we have lots of exciting parties and events and I have to get people to a come and b tell me they're coming um so that we can plan accordingly so that we have enough champagne tough life uh when's the next party Grandma? Tuesday the seventeenth but you do need to RSVP otherwise you can't be on the list because it's like a real thing TFTI yeah are you gonna shop it supports DKMS which is trying to delete blood cancer. It's it's a really actually great delete. Yeah, I didn't make up their marketing. Um, <laughs> this is what's <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're, anyway, they're a great so organization. I, so how do you get people to RSVP? So what I'll do is I'll usually like give them a notice before I'm going to send them an invite. I'll be like, hey, I wanted to check and see if like you were already blocked out or whatever, and they'll be like, oh, I don't know, maybe I can make it. And so you've got your strong maybe. And they'll say, wonderful, I want to get like your address for an invitation. And then you'll send them an invitation. You probably already have their address, but you'll just like kind of confirm if it's okay to send them an invitation and then check to see that they've got it. And then they'll usually still say, yeah, I'm not sure yet. I'm still deciding. And then call one more time to confirm the RSVP. So I do a little bit mm. of like a personal hounding system where I'm yeah, like, that's obnoxious. Prime, that's... prime, prime the person, send out the invite, double check that they got it and then call to confirm. And this is for like the slippery ones. Like if they're like not responding to you, let it go, let it slide. But if they're like being slippery and like uncommittal, just like be like, hey, I just wanted to follow up and see like we have like a cool gift with purchase or, you know, party favors. I don't know if that works for like, say, a wedding, but, you know, cool gift with purchase. That is Chicken or fish, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, weddings are cool gift with purchase. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to bring the gift the, though. For the bride. I don't know. I feel like it's a futile effort. Like if people, I think it is too. Like if people, people are too poorly mannered now. Yeah, and and you just have like people don't read their email. Like people don't read anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, even ten years ago when I was like working at a university and doing marketing on campus, there was no point. Like no one read any signs. There was no way to communicate to the students anything really. Mm -hmm. um, so like it's hopeless. Everything's hopeless. Yeah, and I think people that haven't gone through the um, experience, perhaps, of needing RSVPs are particularly prone to not giving RSVPs. So everyone I know who, like, gets married says, oh, I'll RSVP for everything from now on because I know how troubling it is not to get it. I'm not great about RSVPs. Oh, me? I got worse. I used to be great, and now I'm, I'm I terrible. believe in them. Yeah, no, it's good. But... Can't do it. But we yeah. all know I'm the worst. 
first. I'll just show up, but <laughs> you don't fun. even know what it's happening. You need like you need the hounding system. I yeah. yeah no, I respond really well to the hounding system. Dear Graham, are you coming to Christie's wedding? <laughs> he's received a formal say the date. He's received a formal invitation. Why didn't with you come? I moved and I had to uh, work. But no, I texted him because Christy was like, "What's happening? What's happening?" No, the personal hounding super effective. Got an RSVP from me. Yep. Um, okay. Tips on letting go of road rage. Um, I don't think you should. I think hold on to it. Let it fuel you. Let the bridges you burn light your way. Curse it out. Just, you're in the car. The windows are up. Do what you gotta do. Yep. Shout a lot. Um. And then change the radio station so you've got some new music to listen to. Oh, oh yeah. I think music's yeah. a good choice. Um, I give this advice from a place of, like, I don't really get road rage, so... I mean, this is my tips, but it might be impossible for people that have road rage. But I think just like, I mean, does it really matter in the grand scheme of things? Yes. Like, oh, for sure it matters because like, these people no, can't drive. None of it matters. None of it matters. You're just going like, to encounter more of them. Right. Like, it never it, goes away. If it delays you, is it going to, is like, is the five minutes, like, it's not that much time. So just kind of try to like, look at it from like the 10,000 foot view and if this works for you let it go if this works for you do this sure just some tips from the three of us all right this last one's my favorite um so christy used to wear makeup every single day and has been experimenting with wearing less makeup which i totally support um but she struggles with the fact that people notice and they say stuff like, are you okay? You look tired, etc." various problems. And this is what happens to me as well. Um, and I think it's a pretty, um, like worldwide problem, mm -hmm. um, where like women are expected to be painted essentially. Um, and she doesn't want to be, but she's now in this supervisory role and she's wondering, like, does she need to just play the part because people are saying things? And if not, where does she kind of get the confidence to not care? Which I totally, like, hear her on all of that. I pretty much don't wear makeup anymore to the point where I put some on to come hang out with you one time and John was shocked, aghast, was like, what's happening? Why, why are you wearing all of the mascara and makeup? And um, So I don't wear makeup to my new job at all. Um, They're used to that. I used to work there and I never wore makeup. Sure. So. Yeah, no, no one has noticed. No one has said anything. No one seems to care. So I think maybe it's a little less formal of a system or just, you know, people don't expect you to look a certain way. I was thinking, I was watching a show about lawyers, and I was thinking how if I was a lawyer, I'd have to wear a certain outfit and have to present myself a certain way, and that ma matters a lot more. But I think that you could probably get away with maybe just wearing mascara or something like that, you know, just something so that people don't think you're sick, perhaps, but it is an obnoxious how much it's, is required. Yeah, I, I, it really makes me very upset, because I know, like, even when I look at myself in the mirror, I prefer myself oh, with makeup. Absolutely. And I hate that, because that just doesn't seem right. No, I feel like I only look beautiful if I'm wearing a full face right. of makeup, and I do my hair, which is yeah, obnoxious. That's how I feel, too. I would say that, like, I think that the makeup standard is, is ridiculous, and it's all perpetuated by an enormous industry who has better drug like better margins than drug dealers. 
Um, but I would say that if people are noticing that there's like a difference in your appearance and they're asking you if you're okay, I'd really kind of run with the people queuing into the queuing into your appearance and ask and, and caring about you and seeing since they notice you're breaking a pattern. I think that that's like try and read it a little bit more sweet, though obviously the tone of voice that they're asking is going to be a big indicator for you. But I think that people are probably noticing like a difference in your patterns is probably yeah, more I of think, it. Yeah, no, and I think like, I think that's a good point. Like, you know, Amanda's working at a new job and they've never seen her with makeup on. So they're not as, There's... it's not as uh, startling, I guess. Um, and yeah, probably eventually everyone gets used to it. Yeah, I think so for I sure. I think that's like at my last job, I started out like my first month or two there wearing makeup every day because again like it was a new job in a new place with totally new people and I only feel beautiful and like the best version of myself when I'm wearing makeup so I was doing it and then I stopped doing it because I had like personal stuff going on and I was crying all the time and that doesn't work with makeup it actually makeup makes it worse I just feel so like I, I stopped wearing makeup I feel and... like I have so many other things to worry about and I can't touch my eyes and like I just it, it doesn't make sense to me for how I live my life. It feels gross to me. It feels very I gross. I just want, I don't want stuff on me. No. I, I do, I do try to put sunscreen on my face. I should start doing that, yeah. All right. All right. Okay, well, I think we've solved all of Christy's problems. Let's move on to Graham's topic. Christy's healed. Uh, Graham, what are flashcards? <laughs> so, I think everyone has flashcards, and, um, I have self-identified flashcards. So when you meet, like, a new person, like, you might not remember who they are, um, but you will like develop a flashcard for them. <laughs> well, like what's Abigail's flashcard? Um, so when me and Abigail met, uh, we met at South Coast Plaza at the Fossil Store. And the, the first time that I remember meeting her, though apparently she says that we met before that, um, we were learning how to change watch batteries. And I was teaching a group of four people and um, everyone looked at me like they were like super afraid that they were going to break this watch. And Abigail was like, looked at everybody to the left, looked at everybody to the right because it was a semicircle. And then she looked at me and she said, well, I'll try first. And then like just like zero fear of breaking the watch. Like everyone else was like super nervous and timid. And I was like, ah, this girl, she'll do just fine. <laughs> Battery changer, first in line. And that's how you've always thought of her. What's funny is, A, I was of course terrified that I would destroy the watch. Sure. Uh, but... My number one rule in life is not to let anyone know what my feelings are. I'm aware. Well done. <laughs> impress, impress, impress. Maybe then someone will like me. Yeah, the fight she mentioned earlier about a veil tool, we both were like, maybe it would be great if we use this tool. And she said, okay, I agree. But I think, and it was like that, that was the fight. Both of us agreeing harder with the other one about how we both agreed. Um. So... I was terrified, and I was terrible at changing watch batteries, and pretty much avoided it for the nearly two years I worked there, Perfect. and always made other people do it for me. Namely me, I think, now that I think about it. <laughs> well, yeah, because well, you're just so good at it. The flashcard stuck, though, and, and yeah. like, I just until now, I really didn't realize that she had totally undermined her flashcard mm. the, the next what, two so years. So my flashcard was battery changer? So or like, like girl who'll do like fearless. You guys, do I well, and Don't I, get her I eventually associated. yeah. Well, and that's accurate. But I eventually got the job from Graham of training new people. And when it came time to do battery changes, I had someone else take over that part because it was just I never got the hang of it. Mm. I, I would, think you were I would so always, Graham I would always, taught you so poorly that you were unable to teach anyone else. Is what I'm hearing. I'm just not skilled. Oh, at so much things. hatred in his eyes. 
<laughs> yeah, it's your fault. No, I don't think so. Mm. I think we really focused on all of, we really developed her strengths uh, to really maximize the business. My strengths were supposed to be she won the relentless. She won the relentless award like five years in a row or something. That's because I wasn't allowed to win anymore. Oh God, here it comes. What was I? Oh, I no, that's not true. They started giving me resourceful instead. Sure. Yeah, because you're a monster. Because you're crazy. (laughs) Moving on. Unyielding, maybe. That about wraps it up for our sixth episode with our special guest, Graham. Of course, we always finish with a joke life moment, which is a moment where something happens in our lives, either our fault or just plain old bad luck. That means our life is a joke. Amanda, what's your joke life moment this week? Well, this week I started a new job and I've been working very hard. So I thought I'd go down to the basement or the you know first floor of the building and get myself a tasty treat at the Starbucks. And I saw they had a caramel cone frappuccino, which is caramel waffle cone frappuccino. New flavor. My favorite flavor. So I order it and I get excited because it's frappuccino happy hour and I'm a member so I get half off and... I get the Frappuccino, and I taste it, and I immediately think, this tastes terrible. So I'm facing, it's 5 p.m., and I'm facing the escalator where everyone's coming down after they finish work to leave the building, and I'm just eating whipped cream, staring <laughs> at everyone. Like, and eventually I go behind a pole so no one can see me, like behind a pillar of the building, so no one can see me eat the whipped cream. Then I throw away the rest of the Frappuccino after I've eaten the whipped cream off the top, and I go get a boba. Like, there's no end to the joke life shame spiral surrounding, surrounding this treat moment. You did text me the whole time this was happening with a live play-by-play. I'm sure it was <laughs> thrilling. This sucks, but I'm going to eat the whipped cream, so at least it's not a total loss. Well, they had little bits of waffle cone, yeah, but they didn't no, have caramel, and I almost went back and fought with them about it. And I was like, no, you don't need caramel sauce on top of this treat. That happened to me one time at Starbucks. They didn't give me enough treats on my treat, and I was like, and then I was like, no. No. No, no it's okay. No, no. Yeah, I stopped myself, but not enough. Anyway. Um, and then I got double boba to remedy the injustice. And then I made the most horrible slurping noises while we were in a meeting. <laughs> Terrible. Everyone is disgusted. So all my new colleagues think I'm gross. Eh. Eh, well. Eh. You don't wear makeup You either, win some, you lose some. I know. I don't wear makeup. I'm slurping <laughs> boba. I'm a nightmare. Uh, my joke life moment, it's a little long. So Amanda, you sent me an article from a duckress. I think this was yesterday. And it's and it was a beautiful picture from Instagram of someone's like meal prepped meals all lined up, and it said, "Why can't you meal prep, you piece of trash?" Mm-hmm. Yep, familiar. Um, and I was amazed because they just always get it right on point um, with everything that's. Like, Amanda had texted me like twenty four hours before, being like, "I haven't even meal prepped this week," <laughs> and I was like, "I'm eating blueberries." So um, I click on it, and it's just the picture with the caption. And I'm like, where's the article, right? I want to read, like, 300 words on why you can't piece meal prep trash. a piece yeah. of trash, right? Like, that is content I am interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do not see an article. But I do see an ad that says, Melissa McCarthy quits, or she's kicked off of Mike and Molly. Why she really was kicked yes. off. Or why did it really end. Yes. Yeah, I saw this head too. <laughs> and I... I wanted to click I, so bad that I couldn't figure out. I was like, I don't have time to close all the little ad windows that pop up. So. Well, I didn't know. I thought I was still in Reductress. Oh, I don't know. Sure, I, yeah. I got tricked, which is why it's a joke life moment. Yeah. Because 
you know, I've been using the internet for you a really long tech. time. Yeah, and you're like, I oh, work in a checkbox. <laughs> Let me click around inside of it and <laughs> yeah. give this, you know, content ad platform more clicks. Sure. I, right. So I shouldn't get fooled by any sort of ad of any no. kind, especially anything related to celebrities. Mm-hmm. But I clicked it. Tell me. Tell me why they really canceled Mike and Molly. So there was this TMZ article that wasn't real. Okay. Uh, but you couldn't tell. And it was like, this is what happened. Melissa McCarthy lost too much weight, and CBS uh, put the show on hold and kicked her off okay. because she doesn't represent the brand anymore. Mm-hmm. And she said all these tweets, and then there were screenshots of the tweets where she's like, basically, screw them. I'm taking my skinny ass to HBO. And then she talks about the special diet she did to lose all the weight. Mm-hmm. Ah, sure. And I here it is. And I'm like, this doesn't sound right. And I keep scrolling. What's this diet? I better. Click I keep on scrolling, that. and then they're like, "We thought this was suspicious." Um. So then the diet people, which is like somehow masquerading as Dr. Oz, mm-hmm. um, sends the editor. Like I got in so deep. Sends the editor a a month sample of this diet pill powder tea or whatever. And they have they have these like before and after pictures, including a GIF of like the editor's transformation, and it's ridiculous. It's like forty pounds mm-hmm. in a month. Yes, sure. And I'm like, no, this is not real. <laughs> you know, I like work in health and wellness. I see a lot of before and after pictures. I was like, no, this is impossible. Also, Melissa McCarthy is known for not talking about her weight loss. Like, was it all a big scam? Like, oh, I'm not talking about my weight loss because I'm actually, like, going to, like, do a sponsored deal with this special Dr. Oz diet? And I was like, this is so confusing. It's not adding up. Um, Yeah, because it's not real. How'd you crack the code, Sherlock? (laughs) Really must have taken up about four hours on a Saturday, sounds like. (laughs) That's why it's my joke life moment. I spent 12 hours investigating Melissa McCarthy's <laughs> weight loss claims. Ask me anything. I went to Snopes because I was like, surely you did not. <laughs> it wasn't on Snopes. Melissa McCarthy. I better put keyword quotes around that <laughs> so it knows to only search for the full phrase Melissa McCarthy. I searched for the name of the diet. Uh-huh. Guarana berry, I'm sure. <laughs> Mate fit tea, skinny boo tea. Yeah, no. I could have written this article for you, you crazy person. Anyway, Snopes had nothing. Yeah, because it's so dumb, it doesn't At even work. Warrant... Did you stop buying the charade? Like, and how many bottles of <laughs> snowberry tea or whatever did you buy? What is the real endpoint? I didn't buy any. To yet, yeah, sure. I was always suspicious. Uh huh. I, so then I Googled the word, and Women's Health Magazine had this giant warning about how this thing was really unhealthy, and that they were using the Women's Health Magazine logo illegally, mm-hmm. and they were trying to get it off. And I was like, okay, but this, okay, so that lends credence to the fact that, like, this isn't real, but I still... Pretty strongly, yeah. <laughs> but say. it could work for me. <laughs> no, no, there, no, this was not about, like, my own interest in this pill. She wanted to find out the truth. <laughs> a real the, Nancy Drew in our This is about Melissa McCarthy yes, and about de- CBS. Defending yes. her honor. 
Yes. I wouldn't want anyone to think less of her. So then I went to her Twitter page. Oh my god. Yep, please continue. (laughs) Which is where I should have gone in the first place. No, all you need to do is search blank and scam. Like, whatever it is. All you need to do is just realize it's a scam in the first place and be like, no, clearly... It was, no, once I had already seen all the effort that had gone into this fake article with the screenshots of the tweets and the before and after pictures, like, our editor did this diet, I had to, like, just keep through. going. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so those tweets did not exist. She doesn't even tweet very often, and her style of tweet is not like those tweets. Uh, which, I'd imagine so. Which, yeah. Tweet style analyst Abigail. Yes, yeah, right. which I was glad to see confirmed, because I was like, I don't use Twitter. I don't the follow this subject, celebrity on Twitter. Uh, seems to be deviating <laughs> from the tweet format that I was led to believe. Yep. <laughs> so what'd you find out? Tell us. Uh, Mike and Molly... Was canceled. Probably due to low viewership. Yeah. Oh, I could, I just guessed that. What? Why else do TV shows get canceled? I know. Because someone leaves. Well, and then, and it was. Probably because someone loses too much weight, it makes everybody angry. She doesn't fit our type anymore, Uh, CBS says. Huge celebrity. We don't want you on our show. Right, and I was like, this is confusing. Not confusing enough to stop researching. (laughs) Tiny, busy hands researching all over the internet. Yeah. Um, well, we all learned something today. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> Terrifying as it is. All right. So that's... that's, that's I learned okay. Abigail will believe anything as long as a picture of, you know, whoever plays Mike is kissing Melissa McCarthy on the forehead. She'll click on that, whatever that image is. <laughs> I need to know more. I've never even seen the show. I, I was going to say, a show I've never watched on a network I don't support and a, people I barely know. I better. Well, I better of course know. I don't support them. They kick people off for losing weight. Yeah. Monsters. I think yours might be worse than mine, but it's really hard to say, to be honest. <laughs> mine was less of a waste of my time, but more of a waste of other humans who were leaving work and didn't want to watch someone <laughs> shoveling whipped cream <laughs> into their face. Yours wasted probably about 12 hours of your time, so. And so much time of our listeners. Oh, yes. The true crime. (laughs) Perpetrated yet again. Always. Always doing what we can to waste everyone's time. Graham, do you Um, have a joke life moment? It is. It's not as good as these. I was super excited for my podcast debut. And so, like, I typed in my ways, my address that I was supposed to to arrive at for my podcast, Mm -hmm. like, before I even got in the car. Because I was being like, I was like, I don't want to be distracted. Do this now. I'll be like out of the gate. I need to I won't have to make. I'm gonna make in like wrong yeah. terms. Mm-hmm. Like gonna be ready, and then I put on a podcast on the way here, and I ended up on regular Kingsley and not North Kingsley. And I was looking for the address, and at the first pass, like I knew it wasn't there. I knew that the the street numbers that I needed weren't there, and I drove around the block three times uh-huh. before I finally called. And part of it was due to the super good serial episode, and part of it was <laughs> another part was like really nervous that I was like. I can't have missed it, but I knew in my heart of parts that I was, like, not right. And I double-checked the address, and finally I called him, and I was like, are you on North Kingsley? And I was like, crud! And I threw my fist in the air, and I shook my head. You sounded so chipper. It's because you knew you had half a cereal episode left. I had more cereal left. He's like, I'll drive all over the city. And, like, it's okay. All the way to Santa Monica? Who cares? (laughs) Exactly. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. So, that happened. Alright, we have a um, listener-submitted joke life moment. Oh. This is from her listener, Erin. She says, My joke life is I had kids. Now my life is a joke. Full stop. 
I posted a meme yesterday and was like, happy Thursday. It was Wednesday. Oh. oh. Hilarious. Erin's joke life moment is that she had kids. <sighs> yes. um, you too can submit your joke life moment on our website, twogirlstalking.club. Um, you can also subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I get mine from Podbean. Very nice. Which was like, I was a, I, I picked up the first that you'll, from episode one, you'll know. Or maybe not. Maybe that was from the, the personal email I got. I can't remember now. We did send you a personal email. Forcing you to listen. Yes. Yeah. We Maybe. sent we sent a short email to family and friends. Strong CTA. Yeah. Very in line with the RSVP hounding. Oh, yes, yes, it was. Yeah. Our, our business. Before, yeah, model. before we went on iTunes. So we could uh, qualify. Yeah. yeah. Get some get some fe- user feedback mm-hmm. is what we call that in the biz. Um, and we would like to keep hearing your feedback. So you can submit that uh, on our website. Uh, you can write a review on iTunes. Uh, we haven't gotten a new review in like a week. Um, but I see all of you people listening. So this is a very serious uh, shame guilt trip. I hope it works. I have a real question. Yes. I don't have, I'm not an iTunes user because I listen through another platform. If I comment on the other platform, will it show up in iTunes? No, but do you have iTunes on your computer? I doubt it. We're asking the wrong person these extremely technical questions. So So if you have the iTunes. So yeah. So if you have a computer, PC or Mac, you can download iTunes. You can look up our podcast and you can write a review. This is the there, thing I should do. Yes, yes. Please, do. please do. It's fun to write a review. You can say you can whatever say you want. Whatever you want. Uh, yep. Our definition of fun is exactly <laughs> the same. You can literally say whatever you want. I'm hooked. Do whatever you want, <laughs> Dave, in the re- reviews. Oh, yes. If you really like doing that, I recommend starting a podcast. <laughs> you call it literally whatever you want. <laughs> we will be back next week mm-hmm. um, with more exciting, compelling content. Maybe History Mystery will be back. We'll see. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Depends on how the wind blows. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) All right. That's all. That's all I have. Someone else close this out. Thank you for listening. Oh, dear. Graham? I'm going to close this out Prepare for me. The great big ice cream sundae from outer space. I stuffed my face. Cause it was free And when I was finished Its its size was not diminished The great big ice cream sundae From outer space Was in a place